Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and a producer, Terry. This week, we're here to talk about The Witchfinders, written by Joy Wilkinson, directed by Sally Abrahamian, Abrahamian, sorry, aired November 25th, 2018. Jill. Yes. What'd you think of this one? Mm, I'm kind of indifferent at this point. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just fine. Terry. Yes, Jake. Uh, what'd you think? Same question. Oh, my God. I loved it so much. The cast was wonderful. The story was really fun and exciting to follow along with. I just really like uh, the witch trials and just like how stupid people are and how much they believe in something and they can just twist anything to make it to whatever they want to feel and that was definitely happening in this episode and i just love the whole battle that the doctor had to go against with it and it was just great episode so much good so much so much good sam i'm not usually a fan of like witch trial type stuff um i did like terry (laughs) i did like the monster in this episode so that made it a good episode it was good Cody. Finally, Jake, a real goddamn monster. Extraordinary. I'm so happy. The episode was good enough. The the acting was so bad. Everything (laughs) that Alan Cummings is in is a meme. But I enjoyed it. Is he the king? Yeah, he's how did how did you know? Let let's let's dive into that real quick. How did you Hold on. Let's not skip him again. Alex, what did you think? I thought this story was just fun. Like, it was fun and scary and kind of like Doctor Who-y. Like, it was history-based, but then it had the whole Doctor Who spin on it. Like, it was... I liked it. All right, Cody, go. This one, for sure. 100% agree with you, Alex. This feels like the first Doctor Who episode of this season. Minus the Sim Shaw one. That one felt pretty Doctor Who-y as well. But I, I just wanted to go back and say, I, I didn't say anything about Alan Cummings. I gave you no inclination as to him being the king. I just said he's just kind of a meme. Why do you think the king is Alan Cummings? Because I called Alan Cummings a meme. <laughs> well, he's also the only male guest actor. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's point. That's true. That's a reasonable understanding. The, the, the acting, and I'll name a specific scene. That just, I wasn't even looking for it. It just happened and I was like, I just started laughing. It's when the, the uh, is it like Maalox? Is that like gas medicine? It, that's, I think, an anti-diarrheal. <laughs> is that, what are they called? Like the Mardox or something? Morax. Morax, okay. <laughs> so the Maalox, uh, get into that 
the the main witch hunter lady, the protagonist, and then she transforms, and like all the weird little mud monsters behind her are just like doing the worst job at pretending she's turning into a mud monster ever. They're just like, I don't know if you've seen Keanu Reeves in uh, Bill and Ted, but just stoner faced like, wow, kind of garbage. <laughs> and there's just so much of that. That's just the best example of it. And that's where, uh, like, this episode was just fun. It was just like a fun little rompy mess that I'm glad I didn't take super seriously. But I think when they produced it and directed it, they might have taken themselves a little bit more seriously than I took it. That might not be true, because Graham's hat is a goddamn meme as well. <laughs> so maybe they didn't take it super seriously. The scene that you just described didn't even have uh, the king in it. Like the best scene, in my opinion, is when uh, the he king shows and... up. Don't say when he shows up. It's <laughs> okay. when the book of the guy dies. It's when the king and Ryan are having a heart to heart in the in the woods, and he's getting all like serious, and uh, and then he's just like, "Oh man, that was good. That felt good." Now let's go have some yeah. fun. And he like holds up his like poker device. <laughs> it was great. I'm going to poke you in your mark. It's just that like I just liked that acting because like that just makes me think he's a he's an amazing comedic actor and so good. I think Why he is probably an amazing comedic actor. Was he actor. so awkward with Ryan? Uh, because he wanted, wanted to be inside yeah. of him. He wanted to fuck Ryan. <laughs> He had, that, so weird. he had that big Ryan energy. I loved it. I really think that was my favorite part about the king. <laughs> it was his best scenes were when he was hitting on Ryan. For real. For sure. That was your favorite? The king James? Uh, was that his name? King James? Yeah. Yep. Does anybody remember the name of his first bodyguard that died? No. No, no idea. When the mud zombie thing did the inexplicably strange wind blast that murdered him, he's just like, well, just pretend his name was Ambrose. And you just hear, just off screen, this light cooing, Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> because the king's assistant died. It was, it was great. Yeah, I think, I think this episode was more of a, like a, just a comedy than even maybe a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> like, it was just so funny. It felt heavy right away, though. The main lady was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, they did begin by murdering an innocent yeah. old woman. And then being, trying to kill the doctor. Being able to play this type of story and have the amount of comedy in it that it had, like, that That had, like, um... Oh, shit. What's the fuck? What's, What's the, the fuck? fuck? What is... <laughs> Monty Python. It, that is yeah. like Monty Python level shit. It, and it just cracks me up. I have to say, I thought the best character was the granddaughter. I didn't learn anyone's names in this story, by the way, at all. But the granddaughter. Willow? Willa. Sure. Willa, yeah. yeah, I liked her. I thought she was great. And she has like no other IMDb credits. Really? So, I... so we're not getting her back? Like, she would be a fun team TARDIS. Get her on board. Yeah, like a like a... Like an older history being. Yeah. Like being I don't in the know. TARDIS. That'd be fun. 
It's been a long time since the TARDIS has had someone from the past as part of the team. Yeah. Yeah, we're currently Washington Brothers, and it's it's great. It's a lot of fun. I just really liked her. Her character and her acting. It's all good. Yeah, I think the um the goofy factor of everything, or some of the stuff Alan Cumming was doing, I think it only works for the villain, and it only works for the villain if it's a ridiculous real-life premise like the witch trials. Like, I mean, they she starts off by giving the premise of if you drown, you're innocent, and if you survive, we're going to hang you. So, like, it's immediately ridiculous, even though they've killed 38 people or whatever it was. So I I think it, even though it seems like at times he's in a different episode than everybody else, I think it works because of the ridiculousness of that real life event. I agree with that. Yeah, I I agree with that as well. But I have a problem with this fucking lady <laughs> who is sentencing people to witch trial because in that scene, we see the grandma get drowned to death. The doctor goes and saves, couldn't save her, and she's dead. She literally says, now we don't know if she was a witch or not because she's dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's your whole point. She drowned, so she wasn't a witch. Therefore, you murdered her. Therefore, we kill you now. But if the doctor didn't pull her out, she might have had the opportunity to save herself or or undead herself. (laughs) What? I don't know. Like that whole line of logic and just how witch trials became a thing still blows my mind. Like, oh my God. I mean, even current day, like I always <laughs> have to say back then. Yeah. Ah. I, I always think of it like current day too, is like there are some dumb fucking people. It's There's crazy. There's still plenty of religious zealots who condemn people, but oh. just don't have, don't get to like not go to jail when they drown someone. Yeah. They're all on Twitter. The Catholic Church. Yeah. They're all just hanging outside of abortion clinics instead. (laughs) The amazing part to me with this story and like with any sort of murdery story, like with lynchings and whatever else, is that there's always an audience. Like there's people watching it happen that don't or can't do anything. That's always what bugs me about it. Right. Well, I think that's a power move, right? Like she makes everyone watch so no one crosses her, right? Yeah. Well, it's also the like the mentality of like, well, if it's them, then it's not me. Yeah. Like the person protesting is the next in line to be accused. But then I guess you think about current events and it's the same thing, except that you video it instead of just watch (laughs) Hmm. it's crazy i guess you don't know that you're well in that case they do though they do know they're watching someone being murdered potentially yeah or you know i'm sure a good number of them believe it that the devil is ravaging their village and they need to get it out well that one girl was like everybody knew that she wasn't a witch the first girl that she was a healer or like a doctor And everybody in the village is just like, yeah, yeah, dunk that lady. <laughs> we saw the psychic paper twice. And Ooh, also contradictingly. a whole lot of sexism. I think having a female doctor opens up the door to seeing a lot more sexism in the episodes. Like before it was just a companion. Yep. It kind of got brushed off. But here it's center and really focused. 
before the season started in some interviews jody said she didn't want uh her gender to be like a plot point in any stories but it is it inevitable is. that yeah. in the 17th century she's going to be treated differently because she's a woman and i i love that or i mean i don't love but the fact that the king's sexism is so strong that it breaks the psychic paper and makes it so that she's the assistant instead of the witch finder. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. I wonder if part of that is with the psychic paper displaying something that the reader would actually believe. You know what I mean? Like if it, yeah. if it said that she was the general or whatever, like, would he just be like, Oh, she's a witch. There's no way she's a general. <laughs> well, it's whatever he thinks she is. Or but like also whatever's gonna whatever be the doctor thinks of too. Power to him. Does it? I I didn't think she has. Does she know what she's projecting on the paper? I thought it was just the viewer. I think it's suggestion, like hypnotic. Yeah, I think she's putting out there that it's something of authority, but she doesn't like know what. Like when she shows it to the the lady, um, Becca, and she's like, "Oh, how about this?" So she knows she's gonna show her like. This is going to be whatever you need to, like, recognize my authority over you. And then the person you're showing it to, they fill it in. Because you don't know their life or their world or whatever. Or people send you messages through it. Right. But then I think there are times when the doctor just says, like, oh, check this out. I'm the health inspector. And just gives it to him and it says health inspector. Because they are the doctor already knows, like, if it's a modern day situation this will be good enough all right i have a question related to the sexism but not just for this episode for the season for the not my doctor people is it a not my doctor because she's a woman or is it like a not my writer i don't like the season well i mean it started before anyone ever saw an episode so it's hard to say that that's why the season not being great sure didn't help anything because now they can say, oh, it has nothing to do with Jody. I think she's fine. It's just I don't like all this. Uh, I don't like the stories. And then the people that are truly just bigoted then get to say, oh, I don't want like all this PC political bullshit that they're cramming down our throats. Doctor Who used to be for everybody. So it's just a combination. Yeah, I mean, anyone who hates it can find a reason. I like her as a doctor a lot. Like, I th I think she's she has a really nice character. Um, I know we don't... It doesn't feel like her character has been developed a ton, but she just kind of jumped right in. And, and especially with these, like, kind of historical stories, like, she really only has one place to be in the story. Um, so... I don't know. I, I don't think we know her as well as we knew, like, Capaldi. But right. I like her position in stories, and I like Jody herself. Mm -hmm. Well, I've heard other podcasts suggest that the not really knowing the Doctor is on purpose, because Chris Chibnall's a big fan of Classic Who, and he wanted the show to kind of be more like the 80s. And in the 80s in particular, well, I'd say most of Classic Who... The Doctor is mysterious, and you don't know much about the Doctor, and that's kind of the point. That's why it's called Doctor Who. And then, you know, in the 70s, they kind of got bogged down in mythology and a lot of the 
history and going to Gallifrey all the time and that kind of stuff. And that's people, some people don't like those stories because the Time Lords are boring. That's why RTD got rid of them. And so it might just be, we haven't concluded Chibnall or Jody's era yet, so we don't know the end of the story, but it might be that he's just trying to hearken back to a time when we didn't know as much about the Doctor as, you know, specifically maybe Tennant, Smith, and Capaldi. Well, Jill spoke about it briefly uh, when she said that Jody is like really nice, and I am kind of in the seat where I think Jody is too nice. <laughs> like I, the I doctor's don't... too nice. The doctor's too nice. Like we've gone through so much of like, um, I suppose it's just been a it's a Capaldi hangover. Capaldi's been around for such a long time that well, I'm using the wrong terms all over the place. Capaldi was a bit of a dick sometimes, you know, <laughs> and I think I believe I talk shit. I, I'm pretty sure I've said he was too much of an ass to somebody. But I think there's a happy yeah, medium sure here. And Jody Whitaker is such a huge, compassionate beacon of light. And I think that kind of takes away from the drama of the show. If there was any to be had. It doesn't feel like anything's ever really out of control, you know, or. Or like the doctor isn't really affected by the actions of others. That's not true. She's gotten really mad <laughs> at the people who've killed other people. Yeah. she's She hasn't really been frustrated with her companions in any way, shape, or form. And I don't know. It just seems too uh, fantasy worldy, you know? Like an yeah. argument between the doctor and Graham would be interesting. <laughs> right? Like a true disagreement between our protagonists might it can only add to the drama and we don't see anything like that because they're they're you know the what what's the people that make captain planet those people the planet tears correct like, like an argument on the level of clara burning the tardis keys <laughs> bro like, bro that's an amazing example yeah, that yeah. Huge. like they were at odds we really haven't seen anything interpersonal with the doctor, though. You're right. Like we've right. seen a you little bit. You brought that up with... a couple times, Jill, and yeah. you're absolutely right. We haven't seen like we've seen Graham and Ryan's story, and we've seen you know a little bit of, but of other companions, but we haven't really seen a lot of interpersonal with the team at all. Like they're just jumping into one adventure to the next to the next, and with the historical yeah. stories, they're jumping into something that already happened. So there really isn't a lot of room for that type of like banter and I don't know, problem solving and things like that. They're, they're kind of just jumping in and going with it. So there's not really a lot of opportunity to get to know them. Do you think a... that's a product of the large TARDIS team? Because you have to flesh out these extra characters that are in the TARDIS around the doctor instead of focusing on specifically the doctor and one person? I don't know, because it felt like we were sort of getting there with the Graham story, like with his wife. And then it just disappeared. That's, like, yeah. And then Yaz and her family, you know, their background. Like, we saw that whole story, and then it just went away. Like, there's no tie-in. There's, you know, like, it's not like they remember that and, like consider that during their next adventure it's just like that happened and now on to the next so maybe it is know, does a... that ever really happen yeah yeah we see tie-ins or like you understand the character better because you because of this story 
that happen, but I don't think that happens with this team. And maybe it is just a big team thing, like you said. I, I'd agree with that. I don't think that, like, the any of the adventures they've been on have shown us anything about the Companions. Like, with Amy in her second one, she forces the queen to push the button and then says like i know the doctor i've known him my whole life and then that kind of tells us everything we need to know at least initially about amy and then this that season's like about her relationship with rory and her growing up and becoming a woman instead of a child so i think in those cases the story like with clara's first season and rose's first season for sure the stories are about them and maybe they're just not right now Yeah, it's it's almost been just kind of like a Mr. Bones' wild ride. It's just happening. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really affect the story of the companions or what they feel or change anything about them. Yeah, we haven't had anyone like bummed out because it's starting to get to them or anything. Right. Like how can you watch Rosa Parks and just be like, "All right, next spot, let's go." <laughs> No, like, why I think that doesn't would Brian with stay with the king? <laughs> he Let's want... delve into that. Because he's not into dudes. He doesn't want to fuck the king? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know that. Uh, yeah, you're right. Wait, did, don't we know? I thought he said he had a girlfriend. Or no. he was into girls? Or... We all know uh. he's going to end up with Yaz's <laughs> sister. Oh, Obviously. yeah, yeah. What's her name again? Sonia? I think it's Sonia. Daz. <laughs> Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. If that's not right, it should be right. <laughs> How about a tweet? Uh, I Hit suppose us. a tweet. All right, James Courtney at Mr. J. Courtney. Hold on. Um, since we don't have a sorry? Twitter song anymore, since they're randomly spread out, I really think Alex should have to make a Twitter song for each person, like a no, like a five second jingle, <laughs> no. like James from James blah blah blah, and then do Alex you know has to do a jingle for it. How long five seconds is? Okay, not five seconds. No. Just he says the name and you do a song for it. <laughs> How about any time Jake's like, I'm going to read a tweet, I just go... Burr, burr. Sure, something. I just missed the Twitter song. Ugh. I, Sorry, I enjoy Jill. not singing as often. Can you just do like a tweet, 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 tweet? We'll brainstorm it. Yeah, we'll brainstorm. We'll throw it on the back burner here. Parking lot it. At work, way, we call that parking lot it. Way, way oh, okay. back burner. <laughs> call Alex's union rep. Alex Sam is like, was, we're, Sam, we're... Sam is done with my song. So like, yeah, way back burner. No, I just imagine that's what you think. You're like, we're never bringing this yeah. up again. Are yep. you kidding? He just sits awake at night thinking up his next Twitter theme song. That's uh, what I figured. I knew no. it. See, I don't sit awake at night. I sleep like a log. <laughs> okay. James Courtney at Mr. J. Courtney. Uh, before I start neither the time nor the space tweeted that they were going to say exactly the same thing so you might as well just say that it was them that wrote this so neither the time nor the space says two words alan coming that was my overriding memory of this episode first question when can we have him back his james the six is so mesmerizing a performance so large and extravagant that i actually managed to forget what this episode is about because of that performance, which so overwhelmingly lifts the tone of this episode, I managed to forget that this is the episode that could only have been told with the woman playing the doctor, because this episode is about the systemic oppression of women throughout history. It's 1612, and Mother Twiston is put to death for the crime of being a woman. 
the lady of the land and family, hasn't only failed to protect her, but is the one carrying out the execution. This may not have been a real event, but it represents many that have been historically, many that have happened historically. We'd love to tell ourselves that this is a thing of the past, but it isn't. Only recently in the UK, a police officer has been arrested on suspicion of murdering a woman, followed by police brutality at a peaceful vigil. This episode wasn't written from a historical perspective, but from the frustration and rage that women have to face now. We have no longer we no longer call people witches, but we still have witch hunts going after women who disagree with the status quo. I've been reading the recently released novelization by Joy Wilkinson, and this is so clear. The overwhelming number of perspectives comes from the women of the story, given even the Morax Queen and Becca Savage more depth and development. The Doctor gets to experience what it is like to be a woman in history for once. Gone is the Shakespeare code striding into a room. Now the Doctor has to consider from a different perspective. The Doctor adapts, though, and even manages to get King James to open to her. This story gives Yaz some much-needed development, and we learn about her past anxiety and bullying. It'd be nice if this had been present in previous episodes, before we found out about it here, but the novelization does tie it nicely with a future episode. Sagan Akinola's preferred use of tension-building music actually works for this story, giving most scenes the moody feeling that it needs. Akinola doesn't disappoint with James the Sixth either, giving him a luscious and bouncy theme to go with his character. And then just to add, I think the novelization is even better than the episode. There are more references to previous stories, um, 13 describing Trial of a Time Lord in a very northern way, before then using that story to make a profound point about people often being on both sides. I like that tweet. The It's interesting that... Um... Like, this one could have only been played by a female doctor, so then that would lead me to believe that this was written for this doctor, because we have talked, well, they'll they'll write stories for the doc, like, for the new doctor, because, like, before they know who it is, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, this was done in a writer, you know, they did the writer's room, and I oh, think, yeah. I think when Chimnall got hired, they knew, he knew he was going with a woman, he maybe didn't know exactly who. Okay. Um. I will I will say I have one fun fact. I'll just burn it right now. This is only the second time in all of Doctor Who and the first time in New Who that this story was written and directed by women. Did Yasmin ever really get shit on this episode? Like, did she have any sort of... Like... She got to do a little actual, like, police work. I, I That's, like, the one thing I liked about her part in this was when they decide they're going to go to the house, she just goes, I'm going to go to the village and check out this Willa character. She actually like, goes and does some investigating. And why did they, okay, why did they send her by herself? I don't get that. Because they want to kill Yes. She's capable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Speaking of sexist. <laughs> so kind of going back to the doctor and not being really... um. Like, she's being overly nice a lot. Like, she just doesn't have a dark side to her. Uh, I was wondering if that's because we really don't have a connecting theme or, like, overly bad guy that goes through everything like we had with the, um, like, the cut in the walls and um, the silence and stuff like that. Like, they're, they're, we just don't have a connecting thing that the doctor can build off of and grow pat through an enemy so i'm just wondering if that's why she seems so nice all the time 
You're saying we don't have the Daleks or the Cybermen. or the Master. Well, or I mean, those are crack. given. You have to have every season those things. But like how the silence was like a good solid in a lot of episodes with one of the doctors. My brain is blanking right now, but um, I thought like Tim Shaw was supposed to be the bad guy in the first episode and he like he was brought up in the later episode in the desert one like i thought it was the same uh it was the same race. race yeah and i thought like they would be showing up more in more episodes down the road and like we haven't seen anything else of him so i feel like the doctor yeah. has no backboard to jump off of to like really build herself as a a force right now she's just hopping around going like oh we shouldn't be doing this Graham, make sure i don't do this and he says don't do this and then she jumps in and does it anyway yeah they haven't really had that bad of a time it yeah it's like very like all the episodes are very siloed there's not really like an over arc like big bad theme right is that what you mean yeah like yeah. that i feel like that's what i'm missing off of this me too. Because then that would that would drive the doctor to be more militant or not nice to get things done type vibe. Because I I think that's also what I'm really missing out of her character as well. Like I'm really hoping we get to see it, but I really want her to have a moment like Tennant does in Family of Blood, where he like locks up and pretty much destroys the family of blood and he's like just dead stone cold angry throughout it all and capaldi when he's confronting me after clara's death of just like there's no hint of fun in him at all or kidding or joking and he's just like like i will hurt you like that you have pissed me off royally i will just kill you now and not feel anything and like i just i feel like that's what i'm missing out of jody's performances at times of just like nothing really is super pissing her off to her core like there's a lot of disapproving but there's nothing in there that's like she just stops and like stares you down and goes like you need to stop this shit right now or i'm gonna end you like i'm not getting anything out of yeah. that from her and i just really want that i brought that up when she does kind of have a confrontation with space racist in rosa and they're like standing up on top of like a bin or something. And I and I said, like, that's my favorite part of her performance. I wish they would do that more. Yeah. Yeah. So far, it hasn't come up, really. Like in this one, she's more like she's mad at the beginning, but she doesn't have anywhere to direct the anger towards really. And then um, she's more just like pleading with everybody. Just please fucking listen. <laughs> Yeah, because she, like, she knows the time she's in in this episode, and she knows the events that took place. And, like, there's not real like, she, even with her pleading, there's probably something in the back of her mind that's like, they're never going to listen. Like, this is just what they do right now. But, yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Like, there's not, like, a drive or just, or just, like, the murderous arachnos vibe and there's you know never mean? been anything called arachnos you know what i mean <laughs> we all know <laughs> but he keeps doing it 
<laughs> on purpose. All right. Nikaforce Focus at Jury of Underscore One says, A really great story. I think this is the right point in the season to properly focus on how the Doctor's gender is going to affect how people perceive her, and a literal witch hunt was a good setting to demonstrate the absurdity of historical sexism. Once again, the aliens lower my enjoyment to this historical, but the effects and performances of the living Earth and zombie women are really cool and creepy. Alan Cumming really elevates this story, and the performance is weirdly effective at making this absurd character at least a little sympathetic while still being a good antagonist. Once again, good story and acting, but I just have no idea why they decided to make the villains essentially witches in a story about the witch hunts, because it makes his position... Sorry, she says, about the witch hunts of King James, because it makes his position justified, which is weird. So, like, his line his line of, what? She self-confessed she was a witch. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. I do love that scene, though, of just he's holding a torch and he just burn the witch and like leaps forward and just burns her. <laughs> the one thing he does the episode. Uh, they also mention the effects of like the zombies. And I was going to bring that up and forgot. Like when we were watching it today and there's that first the grandma that had just been killed when she first pops up as a zombie. Uh, Terry like gasped and shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was a scary creepy. episode there was some creepy moments man right i was expecting yeah. like some sort of weird mud octopus and then it was like oh shit she's back <laughs> like it was so fun just to see that and the fact that it's just puppeteering actual dead bodies is insane that will always be very difficult to not like shudder at so spooky yeah. Yeah, I think the makeup on those people was really good. Yeah. I don't really like the like Becca when she turns into like mud woman. I think that was kind of cheesy. But you don't like the pulsating forehead. She looked like well, a tree. Because <laughs> she was. Yeah, the... That's exactly what I thought. Get a shift on. Get a half shift on. Thank you. Fuck. Well, I we only heard half of the crash. <laughs> yeah. But no. Ksh. I'm a little scared. Actually, I don't know if you should drink that. Oh. <laughs> it... It did both of the whole noise. Oh, okay. I was like, is it supposed to be like a soda where it just goes, like when you open a 20 ounce, like a... If someone cracks a beer in Discord, but only half the people half hear it, does it finish the, the opening? <laughs> <laughs> was the beer ever even open? <laughs> Some say it's still half cracked to this day. Yeah. So proud of you. Oh, speaking of getting shifts on, what are y'all drinking tonight? Because it's St. Patty's Day. Red's hard apple. I actually didn't bring anything down. Yike. Jill and I yeah. are doing Jameson's and Ginger. Ooh, oh, perfect. So good. Yeah, it's real good. They're, oh, Jameson's, my God. I'm hammered. Jameson's amazingly smooth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had D&D before this, and I had uh, a straight... Uh, green spot which is irish whiskey and then uh jameson old-fashioned and then jill gave me a jameson ginger like i'm just i'm irished out right now and half of a <laughs> coffee stout and half of a coffee stout which is pretty pretty strong good old time he's not even yelling though good job yay i am right, controlling I'm... myself <laughs> he is in a zen Ode underscore Ollie at Ode underscore Ollie says, this is yet another long one. Uh, this is one of my favorite 13 stories so far. Fun and enjoyable without detracting from the tension and horror of the story itself. 
I know it's been done in other formats, but I was surprised it took this long for Who to do a Witch Hunter story, though I do think it suits 13 more than any other Doctor. We get to see how it actually affects her rather than just the outrage it would have got from another Doctor. I really like that we get an issue that the Doctor struggles to face because of her gender. It would have been easy for them to ignore that aspect, but I think it's handled really cleverly. Gives us scenes we wouldn't have otherwise seen the Doctor in. The whole cast are great in this. I do feel Yaz is slightly underused, but everyone else gets so much to work with. Willa is played so well and lets the story properly show the fear that ordinary people must have had during this time. And Tilly Steele shows her fears so well. But the confusion and anger is so obvious too. And the grief she feels is so clear without needing to actually say anything. Becca Savage is a genuinely scary villain, more so before her transformation, though the body horror is creepy. Finneran portrays the zealotry so well, making her beliefs seem genuine without detracting from the horror of what she's doing to the witches. The way she's known as taking advantage of the situation is horrific. I think it's supposed to be shown. Yep, it is, because it says shown. I just read it wrong. <laughs> uh, showing exactly the effect that misguided and cruel people had at the time. And the reveal of her possession is done so well you can sympathize with her, but know that she is perhaps one of the worst human villains in New Who. Giving Graham the role of Witchfinder is great, lighting some lightness and comedy into the episode. His taking charge is brilliant, completely unsure but still struggling through. It's nice to see a companion thrust into the four instead of the Doctor. And the Tarantino quip is great, if just for the look Alan Cumming gives after. The Doctor's great in this story, her anger at the situation is so obvious, but deserved. And the way Jodie plays the struggle between anger and wanting to help so well. Her scene with James is magnificent. You can see the anger under the surface, but still trying to convince him and use the situation to her advantage. They both play that scene incredibly, with Jodie letting a little of the dark, of the darker side of the Doctor out, and Alan Cumming giving back just as much passion. And her outrage at James's killing of the Morax shows her anger doesn't limit her morality. Alan Cumming is fantastic in this. Not sure how accurate the portrayal is, but I love it. The sheer camp of it is amazing. In my opinion, it contrasts with the story's darkness so well, adding lightness, but also accentuating the horror of it. The zealotry is played really well, too, but more subdued somehow than Becca. You can see the conviction he has without it being ridiculously overt, and the scenes between James and Ryan are just brilliant. Definitely outdated, but brilliant. Tosin plays Ryan's discomfort and uncertainty so well. James's growing interest in him is incredible to watch. The torture line is brilliant. I really like seeing the historical take on aliens being demons again and being treated and being treated as such is such a clever take on it, if a similar one to Punjab. The portrayal of the fear and persecution during that time is shown well. You could see the fear of the people, but their willingness to go along with what happens, and that adds to how scary the story is, and how scary that period of time was. I really enjoy this story, as dark as it is, especially with the performances they all give in it, and I'm really looking forward to what you think. Then he says, also, Jake, I'm going to listen to the Ben episode of Brothers ASAP as soon as I get done with the work. Curious to see what you said versus what we said, because Ollie's episode of Companion Piece on the character of Ben just came out on Tuesday. So you can take or go check them out and listen to that. Nice. And you bet I will. It's a great tweet. Good as always. I think we hit most of those points. And uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, that's that's some insight, man. We should we should maybe have Ollie on the on the podcast. <laughs> Let's just have Ollie take over the podcast. Yeah. We should replace Jake with Ollie. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Jake's just our editor now. <laughs> Producer yeah, <nope>. Jake. <laughs> I really like the uh concept of the hill 
as being a prison for yeah. this entire army. Like I, I found that to be incredibly fun. Yeah, that was kind of neat. Uh, the doctor just like turning the prison back on is a bit of a cheapskate. Yeah, I did like the um, uh, like in the beginning, uh, Graham was like, I've read a bunch about like the witch trials and I've never oh, heard he said of he this took place. A tour. He went on like a walking tour of the like yeah. the witch trial places. And he's, and he's never heard of this place that they're at. And then he like note like he recognizes the landmark. He's like, oh, we're in what lo- North Lancashire or something like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I actually really like that too, Alex. Like it's yeah. so it's something we've never had where like a companion just recognizes a landmark. Yeah. <laughs> being like, oh, I, I know where we are. Yeah. And then and then later in the at the end of the episode, it's like the, the king is like, oh, I'll strike the name of this town from all of history which is like in my mind is like holy shit that's like that totally could have happened like is this a yeah. real story <laughs> well and it fits with you know the doctor showing up and being like okay guys we don't mess with history we're just observing and then she immediately is like fuck this we're saving all these people even though grandma just told her this place doesn't exist and yeah. she's like well it's they're like well it's gonna because we're gonna save these people and then them saving it is what gets it out of the record books yeah. or out of the history books that was such a so cool it does all, thing yeah. i also was thinking about that too but at the same time becca savage said even if i have to kill everyone in this town to yeah. do it like that could also have been a way to do it as well to wipe yeah. out the entire town from history and that's that was mentioned by graham too it was like well either it like blew up or everyone died or something. And when she said that line, I remember like from watching it the like years ago, the first time it's like, Oh shit. She actually like tried to murder everybody. But yeah, no, it, I, yeah, it, I thought that was just a cool mechanic. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. N- yeah. No. Yeah. And the name of the town ended up being like the meaning of it was about the prison. Like everything was interconnected, and I really like that. It was like sacred tree or something. Yeah, right? sacred tree yeah. on the hill or something. Yeah, <laughs> sacred tree on the hill with a jail under it. Just kidding, psych. <laughs> it's not a real jail. <laughs> Move along. How do you? But but how do you like minimize the saying of that? Oh, you say like <laughs> bulge hill or something like that. <laughs> bulge hill. What was the name? What was the name? Alex Bilehurst. That MVP theme song. That's a gross name. Right? It's gross. MVP. Alex, who's your MVP? I'm going to give it to the lady. The, what was her name? Becca? Becca Savage. Yeah. I'm going to give it to her because she was an amazing quote unquote bad guy before she like turned into a an alien like uh i i really it was weird because um watching it it's like oh she's the bad person she's like putting people on trial but then as soon as the doctor shows up as someone with authority she's like yeah yeah let's do whatever you say so she wasn't like trying to be authoritative she was just doing what she thought was right i guess to her yeah um her name is siobhan finnerin the way she played it was super great. I, I liked her as an actress, actor. 
and I just like the name Siobhan. Siobhan. Cody, who's your MVP? Alan Cumming. Yeah, mine too. He was great. It's just that nice little nice little niche character that came onto the show, really made an impact, probably won't see him again. I forgot I forgot to ask, do you guys think that that character was actually the king? Because there was some illusions that he may not be the king. Because like, the doctor said, who are you? And he just said, I'm the king. I It blew me away when he took off his mask. Is like, I'm King James. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's actually the king in this in this story? Or is it just I, someone? You know, it what? seemed like Siobhan like, recognized him. True. Okay. Yeah, she did. Right. Or, I mean, Becca. <laughs> That's a really fun thought, though. Yeah, really fun right? thought. I like it. Just some crazy person. Just so, yeah, just a crazy dude <laughs> running around burning witches. Who happens, to, who happens to look like the king. I'm really bad at um, history, so I know nothing about King James historically. So, Well, he's Scottish, which I think Alan Cumming is too. He's both King, king James the Sixth and King James the First, because he was king of Scotland and England. And he was probably homosexual. According to some books I saw on Wikipedia. <laughs> ah, is is he the King James that they re- reference when they say the Bible, the King James version? Yes. Okay. What? That's, that's what I was. That's what I was vibing. Yeah. He's yeah. the King James Bible, King James. What? Yeah. Like that was in around that time, not like a bajillion years ago. <laughs> Terry, who's your MVP? White ass Wally. Who? Alan Cummings. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> in Josie and the Pussycats, he plays White Ass Wally. Oh. Was he the bad guy in the first Spy Kids? Jill, who's your MVP? Uh, still the granddaughter whose name I can't remember. Willow. Yeah. Willa. 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 What's her name? Tilly Steele. Hmm. Yep, her. Uh, Sam? I... I really want to go with one of the other casts, but I I just feel so strongly towards Graham. We've named Gra- everyone who's Gra- in it. Graham, <laughs> Graham, Graham. Trying, Graham. I'm trying really hard to make it two syllables. It just doesn't flow. Alex does it really well, just naturally. Do what? it again. Graham. Yeah. How do you do that? I just say Graham like Graham cracker. But you like say Graham. You say two Graham. syllables. Just Graham. naturally. Graham. 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 Yeah, you gotta do it without making it sound like there's a Y in the middle. Oh, maybe that's my dumb No, you brain. do it well. Like, you said it's it a couple dumb. times earlier, and I was like, oh, he does it. Yeah, but if I do Graham Cracker, is that the same one? No, you do it different. Graham. Okay. <laughs> it is now time for the podcast game. We're going to mix things up a little bit. We'll come back to the pub quiz next week. But hold I, on, hold on, hold in... on. Hey, Jake. What did yeah. you think of the episode? <laughs> it's fine. Oh, no. Hold on, did we do we do that? No, also, we skipped him. Well, no. Oh yeah, Jake gave his MVP. Yeah. Uh, I like the first half, and I don't care about the second half. Once That's once fair. Becca turns into a mud monster, I don't give a shit anymore. No mud yeah. monster for Jake. I all the best parts were in like the real life could be real shit. Yeah, then the monster mm-hmm. got involved and it got weird and yeah. whatever. And when they were filming, they had like this crazy winter storm come through and it was cra- super cold and Jody had to keep going in that river. Oh, I felt so bad. 
She looks so cold. Anyway, this week, we're doing a little something different for the game. I'm going to ask you a Doctor Who question where you're going to have to come up with as many correct answers as you can. I'm going to give you five minutes to break up into your teams, go into little Discord chats. Terry, you can stay in this one. At the end of five minutes, whoever has the most correct answers that have not also been given by another team will be the winner. Oh. So it's kind of like categories where, like, if you come up with an answer that someone else did, it doesn't count for either of you. Okay, so most and individual I just off answers. the top of my head wrote down 50 correct answers. So there's plenty oh. to go around. Ugh. It's Doctor Who enemies, aliens, villains. No. Damn. But if you are all prepared, I will ask you the question now. If you have your typey instruments ready, Terry, go get your quill and parchment. <laughs> all right. You have five minutes to come up with as many people who have traveled in the TARDIS in New Who episodes that we've seen as you can. Leave out the companions because they're obvious. People that aren't companions who have traveled in the TARDIS. Your time starts now. You're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> what is Rose's mom's name? Uh, Rose's mom. Jay? Uh, what's her name? Jared. Rose's I, oh mom? My Jackie? God. I Jackie? think you're right. It's such a bell. It's such a I tiny know. bell at the distance. Jolene? Jo oh my jo gosh. Jar of mayonnaise. I know I'm talking really loud and you're getting angry at me about it. Do you okay, guys, time is up. Time is up? Oh, damn. Yikes. All right. Oh, oh, oh good no. Lord. Alex Ooh. overthinks everything. Yeah, I'm real bad. You wrote 50 <laughs> down? You liar. Post. Post now. Post the 50. I had a screaming child, and it was almost impossible to think. Well, Alex overthink everything. Jill so. had every answer on our list. I had zero. That's true. <laughs> Holy okay. crap. Without giving any answers, Alex, how many answers did you come up with? You mean me. How many answers did Jill come up with? Jill, how many 11. answers did you come up with? 11 or 12, depending on how you take one of them. Okay, Cody and Sam, how many do you have? We have eight, but I'm pretty sure you won't take two of them. Terry, how many do you have? 12, but technically 14. Okay, Cody and Sam, well, let's go through yours first. If anyone else has this, any of the answers they give, say so, and cross them off both your lists. Okay, so the first one is Adam the fuckboy. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even... Nope, we didn't have that one. Ooh, yeah, point for... We got one. Sam. Yeah, that was fuckboy right there. Hey. Adam fuckboy. Adam Mitchell, to those who knew him. The second one is the master. Oh. That's on my list, that's correct. Missy oh, would find that. Yeah, do you, do you count the master or Missy? As the same, the same person. Same okay. person, right? Then we had that. Yep. Cross yeah. them off. Gone. Third up is the Dream Lord. Ooh, that's the Doctor. That doesn't count. Lies and slander. <laughs> I thought about it. It was in my head. Decided not to count it. Uh, next is the Slovene Lady. Margaret Slovene. Margaret. Okay, so you will take answers like that? Because I did say that, but I didn't write it down because I didn't know her name. 
the lizard lady from the trio, right? Ooh. No. It oh, is not. Sorry. Okay, I'm thinking um, of someone else. Alex called her zipperhead. Is that I, the same? I, I called her zipperhead. I was like, the lady with the zipperhead is in... <laughs> Well, I think Slavine is enough. Zipperhead, probably not good enough. That's that was their <laughs> thing, man. They like they were people, but they had zippers in their head. The farting. Dota, you can count that one. What's next? Alright, we'll count it. The next is Clara's boyfriend student. Oh, the little black girl. Yeah, Courtney. I have her. Courtney. Oh, yeah. Courtney. I said it started with this. Did I say it started with you, C? I think you did, yeah. Yeah, we had that. Cross off Courtney. Both of you had her. Uh, Mr. Pink was kind of a shot in the dark. Yep. Mr. Yep. Pink cross did not out. travel in the TARDIS. He never did. Also super oh, cross shit. him out. Damn. Okay. He was in the TARDIS, but it did not move. Get uh, out of here. Okay. Right, okay we got okay. two more. One is Van Gogh. Yes. Oh shit! No, I didn't have that. Woo-hoo. And that one better have been Sam's. The last one was is not. none other than Jackie herself. Yep, Jackie got Tyler. Jackie. Yeah, we had that. Uh, cross her off. That's <laughs> our whole list. So they didn't cross off much of our stuff, and potentially had like twelve. So GG, congratulations! How many, how yeah, but how many do we get? We got four points. Four so points. far, we'll, we'll see how many oh, yeah, were no, four. correct because yeah. <laughs> we may not be right. Probably okay, not. Alex and Jill, you still maybe have a few less than Terry, so why don't you go with your remaining list? All right, we're gonna say Wilf. Yep. Boom. Uh, what's uh? I'm gonna get a. Terry, did you have Wilf? Right. Nope. Okay. Um, Cody's Cap- favorite character, Captain Jack. No. Nope. Yep. You didn't write down Jack? That's Captain Jack that's is a, a companion. companion. No, he's not. That, oh, I see, that's what we yeah. were saying. Is like, what's a companion? Do you, do you remember we the wish. episode where they're all chit-chatting at a goddamn counter? They were a like, team TARDIS. Chilling? They were official. They were first team TARDIS. Before we started, I was going to name the people that didn't count. And I just kind of got ahead of myself and didn't. So if it's close, we'll, we'll talk about it. I have okay. a tiebreaker. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Um... I my argument for this is he was more of a caretaker than a companion. Nardal. Nardal counts. Didn't have him. Uh, Mickey. Mickey counts. Okay. What? <laughs> I am is, fucking no. out. This He's not is a companion. Nardal is a companion. What the fuck do we classify a companion? Agreed. Well, here's how I had it, but I never actually said it. The companions that weren't going to count was going to be Rose, Martha, Donna, Amy, Rory, Clara, and Bill. Jesus. And that's exactly who I thought. Like, that's the main companion. That's who's there through their whole... They're the people advertised by the show as the companion. Mickey, I understand. I definitely thought was a companion one million percent. We'll see. We'll see where the points are at at the end, and if we need to make some choices, we'll make some choices. Well, they got three fucking points off of clear. (laughs) That was two discernible companion. (laughs) Okay, so we're gonna continue with River Song. Yep. And oh wait, Terry has River Song. Cross her off. Terry has that one. Okay. Hello, sweetie. Because I couldn't remember her name. What? So, follow-up, though, before she was River, Amy's baby, Melody Pond. Oh, same person. Same, same person. with Master Missy. All right, so X that. Um, and then we said the brother and sister of Nanny Job from Clara. 
Kit, Angie, and Artie Maitland. Is that two wow. then? Or yeah. That's really that's good. Two. That was that's deep. two. That's Boom. super good. And he says we, but he means I. Because literally, yeah, Jill, listen to Jill his had conversation. every one of those. It's hilarious. He's like, you know that one time, and then the thing, and the TARDIS, it, and then it... It flew, See, then it so came back. My contribution was more of a like a directional on how you should think, and then you were coming <laughs> up with names. It was great. Okay, so how many total did you have? Uh one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so if we don't count Jackie, Jack, or Mickey, <laughs> you have three. Well, Jackie no, we wasn't already Jackie counted. Off, so right, Jackie listen. was crossed off. Oh, so just Jackie. So if we don't count Jack or Mickey, you're tied. Yeah. Jack or Mickey, yes. Okay. Terry, who do you have that no one else had? <sighs> okay, so the list I have, which probably won't work, uh, K-9. I can't remember if he was in an episode or not. K-9 didn't travel in the TARDIS. Okay. Wait, I, really? Half of these are just oh, guesses. In, in New Who. In New Who. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, I thought he made a comeback in New Who. Yeah, in a he car. was just in like yeah, an episode he where he did stuff at his school. Travel in the Again, TARDIS. it was a guess. It was a guess. Oh, yeah. But it's also not um, a person. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> how dare you? Mother That's... of mine? Uh, Wait, oh. what? From Family of I mean, Blood? Yeah. Because he pushes her out of the TARDIS into a yeah. uh, destroying star. So she had to wow. travel with him there. I yeah. do have people on my list who we don't actually see, but it's inferred, so she's got to count. Damn. Wow. Uh, okay. These probably won't, um, but the three junking brothers for Journey into the Center of the TARDIS. Uh, they didn't travel. Okay. The TARDIS was but stationary. But their ship was moving. Um, Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> then it would be the... Um, whatever they are the tracks lizard lady and then wife of lizard lady pastronatra game that's they it. are all on my list madame oh, astra jenny and strax yeah. that's really good. That really that's, good that's a bomb right there they are also all people that we don't see travel on the tardis but we see like the tardis land in their living room and then they're in um they're on that base um demons run yeah so yeah, they yeah. obviously got there on the tardis all right well oh wins. shit demons run like anyone he brought to demons run would have been a good fucking anyway <laughs> i don't remember that at all not i don't remember demons run i don't even know what the episode that is so, uh, series five mid-season finale when we find out who river is that's a pretty uh, big episode oh right yeah oh my god yeah so the it's next a, one a I have goes to war is the name of the episode. Go ahead, Terry. Thank you. <laughs> the next one I have is that uh, the sergeant or the general from the World War Two with the uh, Christmas piece holiday. Captain Lethbridge Stewart. That one. Yep, he counts. God and damn, then Terry's good. I have. Wait, he was in. He was in New Who. Yeah, Not when they had dear William Hartnell. Oh, super young. Oh shit! Yeah, it's that like episode. his grandpa or his dad. Or yeah, whatever. you're right. I think we decided grandpa. Yeah. Next one I have is Handles, the Cyberman head. He's on my list. <laughs> <Damn>. I got him. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then another shot in the dark, Santa. I feel like he was on the nope, TARDIS. Did not travel on okay. the TARDIS. Then never mind. That was the end of my list. Do you get a negative point for everyone you guess that doesn't travel on the TARDIS? <laughs> Terry, how many points you got? Six. 
I think all um I think Terry won. I think Terry so has too. some extremely good yeah. value picks that's, in there. That's that's the good shit. All Yay. right. Do you guys want to do a tiebreaker for second place? Because I I made one. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> throw it at us. Okay, you have to make your answer, like agree on your answer, because you can't like let the other person answer and then change your mind. Closest, even if you're over, that's okay. How many episodes of New Who have we watched so far for this podcast? Oh fuck! A few moments later. Okay, so while you guys were in your discussion, I asked Terry what he thought, and he came up with the number 80. And I'm just going to tell you right now, that's not even fucking yeah. close. So, uh, Sam and Cody, what number did you come up with? 133. Oh, damn. Cody, or Alex and Jill? Uh, I said 115. What would Jill say? Do you guys get two answers <laughs> if you nope. said something different? No, I mean... So our reasoning was we're on like season 11. There's around 10 episodes a season, right? Plus specials. So I just said 115 go. And then this we, we is the here. first season. The one we're on right now is the first season to only have 10 episodes. Every other season's had 12 or 13. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. The answer is 152. Oh, man. We were. Damn. We were including this very episode. We've done a lot of these podcasts. What the Oof. fuck? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, how many episodes are like in each of the seasons? Must be like fifteen, thirteen, thirteen some specials. Which is what you I said. I think Cody? one season had twelve. How um, the fuck does the math work out here? What? Well, we didn't. Oh, like sometimes we did like two episodes for one podcast when there's like two parters. Oh, well, oh shit! I suppose I based my math on ten episodes per season. So did Alex, no. and you guys came up with wildly Cody, different you numbers. Well, you said no, no, no. 13. <laughs> or, yeah, it was 13. 13 episodes per season. And then yeah. and minus... season 11 about halfway through. That'd be right about there. Plus a Christmas special almost every year, plus four David Tennant specials, plus a 50th anniversary special. Oh, the David Tennant specials. Yeah. Plus Matt Smith's Christmas... Oh, you said Christmas specials. Yeah. But, well, yeah. like Christmas specials, and then like Matt Smith had extra Christmas specials. No, no, I thought he did. His only extra special is the fiftieth. Oh, I see. But okay. Capaldi had two. He, I think Capaldi had an extra Christmas special because there was a year where there's no season, and they just did a Christmas special. Hell yeah! Well, second place okay. has never tasted so good. Terry is the first. Ha 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 ha. What's that go? First is the worst, second is the best? <laughs> that, no. That's what I was going for. <laughs> no, not at all. Third's <laughs> got them hairy chests. Hairy chests. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, I thought you had a polka dot dress. No, no, no. We, we hairy chestins. So, we so hairy pure wherever works. Sam is from. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, give me that paper crumpling theme song. This has been Married to Who, our episode on the Witch Finders. If you want to participate in our podcast, you can do so by following us on Twitter at Married to Who Pod. You can follow us on Instagram, Married to Who. You can email us, Married to Who at gmail.com. If you want to listen to our podcast, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or on our website, Married to Who.com. On behalf of myself, Jake, 
Cody Sam, Jill and Alex Sam, producer Terry, thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for It Takes You Away. Do 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 do